It's Green and Growing with Ashley Frasca. Plants, flowers, trees, and stuff. Brought to you by Pike Nurseries. On 95.5 WSB. Welcome back to Green and Growing on 95.5 WSB. 30 chilly degrees outside, but at least you're waking up on a Saturday morning and it's not raining and kind of the makings of what could be a beautiful sunrise if you peek out your window now. So it's going to be a great Saturday morning. I'm here with you until 9 o'clock this morning. Very happy to be here and kind of a tree-themed show for you this weekend with yesterday being George Arbor Day. And then when you stay tuned to 95.5 WSB coming up 9 to noon, the Home Fix-It show, Belinda Skelton's Atlanta living 1 to 3. And we do have UGA basketball. That is a 6 o'clock tip against Vanderbilt, and pregame starts at 5.35 this evening. If you're with us all throughout the afternoon, we certainly appreciate it. 404-872-0750 is the show. We've got some... Good, good calls, Marsha and Marietta and Al and Gainesville, and your call if you call 404-872-0750. But coming up, I want to share with you Celebrity Gardener. I want to do that at the beginning of the second hour every Saturday, chat with just local personalities in the Atlanta area, what they like, how they garden, what they don't like. All right, joined in studio this morning by Channel 2 Action News meteorologist Brian Monahan. Hey there. Hey, it is nice to come down to the radio world, see your smiling face, because usually people don't know this. We're two floors above you in the studio, and we hear you and Mark, and smiling's always out in the helicopter, of course, but it is nice to actually see you and be a few feet away from you. Came in and gave you a big hug this morning. That was cool. Mark and I are kept in the basement. <laughs> Everybody else in the studio is upstairs. So thanks for making time on a Saturday morning to uh, come it is great to be here. There's nobody I would rather be with on a Saturday morning than Ashley Frasca, of course. Thank you. And what else are we going to talk about on a Saturday morning but gardening? Just easing mm-hmm. into your Saturday, having coffee, listening to the radio, of course, watching Channel 2 Action News Saturday AM as well. I want to know a little bit first, easy questions, okay. about where you grew up. Wow, this is easy stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, originally grew up in the Philadelphia area, so grew up South Jersey. I'm always careful when I say I grew up in New Jersey, and there's a reason for that. People from huh. Jersey will tell you this. If you say you're from Jersey, people automatically assume you're from New York City. Not that anything wrong with New York City. Right. I'm from Jersey. No, 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 no. I'm from Philly. <laughs> That's where I grew up. What are some of your fondest memories of growing up outside or playing outside? What kind of things did you do? Anything sports, anything outdoors, hiking, stuff like that. I loved it. I still love it as an adult. Now, do you want to hear something strange from when I was a little kid? Yes. And this carried on, and it fits nicely with your show. This carried on uh, as I became an adult. You know what chore I actually loved to do? I'm going to guess raking leaves. No, I hated that. (laughs) But you know what I loved? I loved mowing the lawn. Because there's something about like the OCD in me that loved to see like the lines and the patterns (laughs) you can make kind of like a baseball field. It sounds crazy, but even as like a 15 or 16 year old kid, I'd be the one being like, Dad, we got to mow the lawn today. I'm going to do it. Go get the gas, get everything ready to go. And the other thing I always loved about it, loved the smell of fresh cut grass. Oh, yeah. Riding mower or push mower? Push mower. Yes. Push mower. That's a little more rewarding. Come on. That's like going to school back and forth, uphill, in the snow. (laughs) You know what I mean? You got to do the push mower. Well, and you and I aren't that old. We grew up around the same time, but I wasn't mowing lawns at the age that you were. Did it have the self-propelled? It did have the self-propelled, yes. So that was kind of nice. So do you know what kind of grass your parents had? I should, and and I want to say it was Kentucky bluegrass. I'm going to have to put a text to Dad and find out. 
And we spend a lot of time, you and I, working in Midtown, playing in Midtown, just being around this area. You don't get to enjoy a lot of nature, but I know you're a fan of Piedmont Park. I love Piedmont Park. So one of the big places uh, when I bought a place in town, what, about four or five years ago was I got two dogs. Got Jackson and Bella. Got a lab and and a boxer who need a lawn. Well, in Midtown, good luck finding a lot of of, of lawns. Right. I live in a condo building. What are you going to do? Uh, so I said, but next best thing, buy a place that's sort of near Piedmont Park. So I'm a block away, and I consider it kind of my big backyard. Here's when you become an Atlantan, by, an Atlantan <laughs> by the way. In my opinion, so when I got here from the Northeast, originally grew up, lived in Florida for a long time, lived in Seattle, but originally from the Northeast, you pronounce the last T in Atlanta. Yes. So I got here, and I was saying Atlanta. Well, now six years me been here, Nobody pronounces that last T. That's like a giveaway. Two N's. Yes, Atlanta. Atlanta. Mm-hmm. That is a giveaway that you are not actually from <laughs> Atlanta, Georgia. When you pronounce that last T, that's interesting. Yeah, that's when you become officially an Atlanta. Oh, to I me. think you are. You've been here long yeah. enough. We've adopted you. We hope you stay. One of the things that I pride myself on in the show is letting people admit failure. So I want to know a plant or something <laughs> that you've killed. Okay, own it. So before you're about to get a pet for the first time. Is it get a house plant first, <laughs> see if you can keep that house plant alive, right. and if you can succeed there, then you get the pet. So uh, I have a 12-year-old lab and I have a 9-year-old boxer. So I've succeeded there. Yes. Plants inside, I found out not mm-hmm. actually my thing. Mm-hmm. Outside good, inside not my thing. I got this kind of fern plant. So you know what? I want a plant in the house. Dropped the plant down, thought I was taking care of it. I thought everything was was the way it needed to be inside. And then after about maybe six months, it got these uh, um, mites. Oh, That's the word gosh, I was looking for. Yeah. Little, white, little, white little, white, mm-hmm. little white guys started to mold and everything. Oh, and I no. killed that plant after about six or eight months. I don't know what I did wrong, but uh, that was probably my biggest failure inside. Outside, though, I've had some big successes. Now, I got to tell you about this. I was thinking about this when I came down here and some of the things we might talk about, which you might ask me. So I'm going to take this chance. When I lived in Orlando, I bought a house and I landscaped it really well. So, of course, what do I do? I haven't lived there in eight years. I pull it up on Zillow from time to time and see, well, what does it look like now? Did somebody list it? Yeah, what's made it, right? What's happened? And a lot of my landscaping is still there. But I put up these three azalea bushes along the – I planted these three azalea bushes along the driveway and – let me tell you, success. I look at those; it's like it's like my children out there. And on Zillow, I bet they took the pictures like in the spring when they're in full bloom. And they bloom, look great and it looks in awesome. full bloom. And I said, I did something right there. Yay, Brian! Thank you so much for stopping by. It's been a pleasure. And with our weather and and landscaping and gardening outdoorsy kind of tie in, I'm sure we'll be hearing more from you. Yes, let's on do this again. Growing. There he goes, Brian Monahan, one of my favorite people in this building. You know, it's hard to really like anybody at 4 a.m. when you roll out of bed and you're just still tired and you're knocking the sleep out of your eyes. You got to go on the air. You got to talk. You got to perform. But Brian just always has a great demeanor and a love for Atlanta. So we are very happy he is here. 404-872-0750. Up to Cobb County in Marietta. Good morning, Marsha. How are you? Good morning. I'm doing well. You've got a great question. What can we help you with? Yes, I have my peace lily, and it has brown on the very tips of the leaves. Plus, when I water it, it's always wet. It doesn't dry out, it doesn't seem. And um, I water it like once every three weeks, and I water it about, oh, um, 22 ounces or something. 
Okay, how big of a pot is it in? Is it in like maybe? It, it's in the pot that I bought it in. That's what I was wondering if I need to put it in a different pot. It's about, it's a... Ten inches in diameter. Okay, yeah, I would guess a, a one one gallon pot or maybe a little bit smaller. Yeah. So spathophyllum, peace lily. A lot of folks recognize these house plants. Dark green, beautiful shiny leaves. Of course, it has the white little flower that comes up from it. So medium to low light. Do you have it in the right light setting? First yeah, of all? low light. Okay, yeah. very good. Yes, they can definitely tolerate a low light situation. And the brown at the tips of the leaves. As soon as you said that, that is key with most house plants characteristics of too much water and as you've as you've identified properly the soil staying wet yeah. as well so overwatering is the most common cause of death with peace lilies marcia and three weeks i mean that i i like that that you're not i mean that's that's a pretty wide spacing to me to be watering yeah. but just i mean the the best thing is just our finger you know sticking your finger in the soil and making sure the soil is completely dried out before you water so you may even want to go to once a month but you just kind of have to oh. check peace lilies are really hard okay. to keep on a you don't want to necessarily a consistent water, watering regimen with peace lilies. It's just kind of a touch-and-go kind of situation, and you need to feel out the soil. But do you have any tray underneath it that's keeping, you know, like a stagnant water sitting underneath in a tray? Because it'll the plant will wick up any water that's down there below it, and is everything dry and, you know, taken well, care of Well, I've it? got it in a bigger pot you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. I got it just sitting in a huge pot mm-hmm. with the um, the pot that it came in. Yeah. So it's in an empty pot. So there there is that tray that's catching the water. Okay, and we could we could repot it because honestly, if it's know, if I it's wonder. in too big of a pot, you may want to go a little bit smaller because that's going to you know bring the soil content down a little bit if it's in the properly sized pot so that i would think about that and definitely waiting for the soil to completely dry out in between waterings too they're very drought tolerant and actually what a lot of folks successfully do if it's in a room that you pass by every single day and you see it every day if you start to notice that it's drooping that's going to be an indication of when it needs water and that's okay that's okay to let it get to the very brink oh you know you walk by it tomorrow and see oh gosh it's drooping you're not gonna you know risk killing it if you water it right away but that's how it's going to tell you that it needs water but yeah those brown tips on the leaves it is retaining too much water so let's start with repotting it putting in a little bit smaller pot and and get off the three-week regimen just really do it when it needs it Mm-hmm. Okay, because what I've been doing is testing the soil with my finger, and then if it was wet, like if it was dry for like an inch or something, I would water it. Mm-hmm. But I guess it needs to be drier, right? The soil deeper down? Yeah, you could stick your finger further down, but like I said, that was key for me to ask kind of what was going on underneath, you know, because if if the top of the soil is dry, that's just the air blowing around in your house and the vents and things. But if the bottom soil is staying wet, that kind of maybe indicated to me it was wicking it up from, you know, a plastic tray that was staying wet or whatever. So keep everything dry around it and repot it and definitely check back with me and let me know how that works out. And okay. maybe, you know, introduce some fresh soil as well, too. If that yeah. soil has just stayed so soggy, you may want to just toss it out and put some new potting soil in there. 
Oh, okay. Because it's in an empty pot's what it is. I got the pot that I bought it in, and I put it in a bigger empty pot. Okay, yeah. You see, see some, what I'm saying? Yeah, some water and may so be staying in the bottom of that pot. That's got the water in it, probably. Yep, probably. So, so yeah, take yeah. it out of that, you know, the planting okay. container and, and put it in okay. a, a smaller and put it pot. put in just one pot. Yep, okay. that's great. Thank you, Marsha. All right. Well, thank you. All right. Have a good Saturday morning. 404-872-0750. We will be back on Green and Growing right after this. It's Scott Slade, host of Atlanta's Morning News on 95.5 WSB. The news, weather, and traffic team will be here first thing Monday morning to help you get back to work on time and informed. Now back to Green and Growing with Ashley Frasca on 95.5 WSB, Atlanta's News and Talk. A tropical start to your Saturday morning here on 95.5 WSB 723. Coming up, John Balcom from Georgia Power. We'll talk to him here in just a minute. First, want to give you the Finley Roofing weather update for your weekend so you can plan accordingly. Mostly sunny today. Highs reaching the mid-50s. Lows getting close to freezing tonight. Tomorrow, increasing cloudiness in the afternoon, but it's going to be around 57 degrees. Lows in the low 40s. So the complete weather forecast comes up in less than 10 minutes on 95.5 WSB. Green and Growing Growing with Ashley Frasca. Here's your garden to-do list this week. All right, John from Georgia Power, stay tuned because it's going to take a couple of minutes to let folks know the top three things, the easiest and most timely things that they can be doing in their landscapes and their gardens and their yards this weekend. It's Arbor Day. Yesterday was Georgia Arbor Day, but celebrating it throughout the weekend. Plant a tree this weekend. You still have a really great window of time to plant trees. The ground's not frozen solid. It's soggy, so it's going to be easy to dig, but that gives them plenty of time to establish their roots and things before the stress of the summer heat comes on. Number two, tidy your beds up. Maybe add a two to three inch layer of mulch or pine bark nuggets that acts as a blanket. It, it protects the roots. It helps soil retain moisture. That's not a problem right now. And it'll prevent weeds. So get ahead of those weeds that you're going to see cropping up here shortly. And number three, I always kind of like like to advocate pruning something. It's all You could always be pruning something. So today it could be your butterfly bush. That's great for the pollinators, the hummingbirds, the butterflies. Take it back by two-thirds, even half of it. Take it back to half its size to encourage new growth and big blooms this summer. All of those things you can be doing out in your landscape today. 404 872 Definitely want to get to your calls. And coming up at 8 o'clock, too, special guest Joe Burgess. He will be in studio, a certified arborist. You can find a Georgia arborist if you have questions and don't get them answered with us this morning. Online, georgiaarborist.org. They are going to help you determine which trees are healthy in your landscape, which are not. If you're having some problems, things you can be doing, they're on the lookout and they've got your best interest and the tree's best interest in mind. They are all throughout the state, so that's something you want to stay tuned. And I really want tree questions, just a lot of tree health questions. Even anything funky you've got going on with trees, the 8 o'clock hour is going to be the great time to have a conversation with Joe and I, 404-872-0750. But yes, as I have teased ahead, Georgia Power reached out to me and wanted to be on the show, knowing that I was going to do a show themed about trees. And the power company is really involved in trees and your landscape more than you would think. I know you see cherry pickers out sometimes. and They're having to cut trees back from the power lines and things like that. But Georgia Power does a lot for conservation as well here in the state of Georgia. So very happy to have them in studio this morning. My guest in studio this morning on Green and Growing, John Balcom of Georgia Power, a utility arborist. Good morning, John. Hey, morning. 
So we thought it would be a great idea to have Georgia Power on because of your background in forestry and really helping consumers and residents here in Metro Atlanta. But y'all's participation as a company in Arbor Day, which is this weekend. Tell me about some of the events and ways Georgia Power is involved. Sure, yeah. We'll have our arborists uh, spread throughout the state, uh, participating in various activities uh, associated with you know the municipality events. And we'll uh, be handing out tree saplings to property owners who want to plant trees for Arbor Day. And at the same time, we'll be able to educate them on our Right Tree, Right Place initiative because we really want people to think about growing trees, not just planting. So take in consideration the future size of the tree when you're planting. Make sure there's no over uh, any overhead utility wires. And we'll get more into that for sure with John coming up a little later in the show. But tell me about TreeLine USA Certified. What is that? That's right. That's through the Arbor Day Foundation. We are a TreeLine certified utility here in the state. Part of that just means we're involved with uh, best management practices to maintain the vegetation uh, along the utility lines as well as uh, handing out seedlings and participating in various Arbor Day events. Georgia Power definitely involved in the community this weekend. Guys, you may want to just Google your local municipality, see if they have any Arbor Day events planned. So coming up after the bottom of the hour, more of the conversation that we're having in studio this morning with John Balkum, utility arborist from Georgia Power. We want to talk about energy-efficient planting, things that are great for homeowners to be doing to save money. And again, talking what John mentioned, right plant, right place, what that means for you and what you can expect uh, Georgia Power's repercussions to maybe be, but helping you out, helping the neighborhoods and keeping everyone safe. That's coming up on Green and Growing. Stay tuned. You're listening to 95.5 WSB. Growing with Ashley Frasca. Plants, flowers, trees, and stuff. Brought to you by Pike Nurseries on 95.5 WSB. Welcome back to Green and Growing on 95.5 WSB. Georgia Arbor Day yesterday, but celebrated throughout Metro Atlanta all weekend long. So I'm joined in studio this morning by John Balcom, utility arborist from Georgia Power. Good morning. Morning. How are you? John, great to have you on the radio this morning. Yeah, glad to be here. So we thought it would be a great idea to bring Georgia Power in as we're talking about trees, and that's kind of the theme of the show this weekend. Some of the common mistakes that homeowners and residents make what kind of makes a headache for you guys later on down the road long term and really looking to save customers money too we're going to kind of get into all of that yes so yeah. first tell me a little bit about what you do for georgia power um uh, yeah i'm uh work here in metro atlanta we we oversee a an area here where we manage our contractors that do our, our vegetation management services and we meet with property owners to discuss our easements and rights away and, and managing our our uh, assets to to help improve reliability and, and keep the lights on for customers. Very good. So what would you say your busiest time of year is? Oh man, probably uh, probably the spring and summer with the afternoon thunderstorms. Um, a, lot of, a lot of work goes on with those. And do you travel all over the state or stay contained to a region? I'm pretty much here in metro Atlanta, but at times we do have to travel the state uh, to help where, where resources are needed. When tornadoes come through or floods, that kind of That's thing. That's right. A lot of moving around with storms. We're going to make sure we have the right coverage to, to cover when the storms hit. Okay. Uh, tell me about your education and kind of what your background and schooling was through to get to where you are. Yeah, okay. I uh, went to University of Georgia, did a forestry Go dogs. major. Um, and while I was in school, uh, you know, focused on urban tree management. So I uh, wanted to, to stay tied into to urban areas and then... 
um, ended up going the utility arboriculture route to help uh, help our customers and manage the vegetation across the state uh, along our utility rights of way. That's a huge job. You know, people just open a bill from Georgia Power and they kind of think that's all there is to Georgia Power. But do talk about y'all's involvement in wildlife and nature throughout the state of Georgia. What you guys do, you play a crucial role. Sure, yeah, we're, we're um, you know, very, very big into that. We help support various state initiatives um, to help manage some of the endangered and threatened species in the state. Uh, we have focus areas there. Um, we have focus areas with planting trees, uh, especially the longleaf ecosystem. Uh, we're involved with that, planting longleaf trees all across the southeast. That's huge. Okay, so tell me, this is kind of me coming at it from a listener's perspective or a consumer resident's perspective. When I see the cherry picking trucks coming out and, you know, y'all are going to have to trim back some trees or limbs or whatever from my power lines, sometimes that's a sense of dread with a homeowner. But tell me what you guys are doing and why. Oh, yeah, no, and we totally understand that. It's your property and it's uh, it's the customer's trees and, and people in Atlanta love the trees and across the state. You know, we've got a great resource in the state. Uh, the city of Atlanta um, is one of the largest metropolitan areas in the country that has a, a, the highest percent tree canopy. So there's a, there's a lot of trees out there, and people, people want to care for their trees, and, and we're doing that as well. We're having to balance the needs of the property owner as well as uh, our reliable electric service that we want to pr- provide. So trimming back those trees that get close periodically is, is something we do need to do to, to avoid those conflicts because – Trees can, at times, uh, grow into the lines or fall in the lines and cause outages. What are some of the ones that are most common that you see planted around power lines? Like in my neighborhood, first thing that comes to mind, crepe myrtles can get huge. They can. There's a ton of varieties of crepe myrtles, and they're all over the place planted. Um, so those are you know, tough ones where you might be planting it and you think it's small, but then it gets really big. And um, you know, a lot of people like to, to top them. I call it great murder, yes. which is what Walter would call it. <laughs> yes. And, um, you know, it just sprouts back aggressively. So if they're near the power lines, um, you know, it's, it's tough to keep them, keep them out of the line. So there are a lot of crepe myrtles, but, uh, you know, there, there are smaller growing varieties that we can plant around the power lines that, that help, help manage uh, the severe topping that you have to do to them sometimes. This is John Balcom in with me from Georgia Power, and we want to kind of help you guys think about tree planting and tree care, maybe before you get too far to where you have to see Georgia Power come out and sometimes trim back some of those trees that you may love or that are a nuisance. They're kind of doing you a favor. But so to follow up on the point you just made, y'all have kind of a campaign and educate consumers and residents, right plant, right place. That's right. Talk to me about that and how you can maybe inform residents of, of proper planting. That's right. Yeah. So with, with Arbor Day, uh, right here on us, people going to be planting trees. And uh, it's a great time right now to plant with as wet as it is. It'll be easy to dig the hole and there'll be plenty of water in the soil to help get the trees established. Um, but let's think more about just than just planting trees. Let's think about growing trees, right? Because trees are going to grow. They have large crowns that are wide and spread out. So be sure to look at the tag on the tree that you're planting. It usually states how tall it'll grow and how wide. Take that into consideration and look up look for any overhead utility wires and if those wires are there think about moving the tree back give it the space it needs to grow because the the full benefits we receive from trees are when they're fully grown and established and uh, we want it to be a long-term you know success for the tree and give it the space it needs when we plant it newer developments and newer construction homes john 
have utility lines and all of that underground, you know, not so much the overhead power Mm -hmm. lines anymore. But does a homeowner run into the same dangers trying to dig a hole and plant new things, not knowing where their power lines are? Sure. Yeah, there's, uh, like you said, other other utilities in the ground as well, in addition to the electrical lines, gas lines, the water lines that connect up to buildings and houses. So um, there's a service called 811. It's the Utility Protection Center. You definitely want to call that. It's it's the law before you dig to call that. So um, and it's the law because they're, you know, it, it wouldn't be good to dig into a to a gas line or water line or an electrical line. So you want to take that into consideration. It's a, it's a free service. They can come out usually pretty quick. Mark all the lines on your property, and then you can dig safely. You guys also do education and things like this on energy-efficient planting. You know, I mean, if I have a eastern-facing, bright, sunny window in my home, and I'm looking to cut down on energy costs instead of buying blinds or shades or something like that, there are things that I can plant outside that may help cut down energy costs, right? Sure, yeah. So talking about all the great environmental social and emotional benefits that, that trees can provide to us, there can also be a, a way to utilize them uh, to help with energy savings at your home. So yeah, like an eastern-facing window like that, this morning sun comes up and just starts immediately heating up your home. So that's a great place for a large, deciduous tree. I like to thank like our native oak trees, plant them far back from the house. Long-term, again, we're growing trees. takes a little bit of time, but when that tree gets up, it can help shade that window and keep your energy savings down usually sometimes up to about 20% savings. Wow. What are some of the trees that you have in mind that homeowners need to be aware of planting too close to the house that maybe just have really, really deep and far-reaching root systems? So there's some that stand out more than others? I'd say maples, uh, river birches. uh, They have really aggressive root systems. Um, So yeah, definitely, again, think about right tree, right place. Think about the future size of the tree when you're planting and plant it back away from the foundation of your home. You don't want any root um, issues with the foundation of your home. And plus, the tree's going to grow up, and and as it's further away from the house, it'll help shade more of the home as well, potentially your roof or other windows. You can have one tree shade two windows and your roof, and that's a very, very valuable tree to, to help shade your home and reduce energy savings. And a final thought from you, John, with your background in forestry from the University of Georgia. Can you give our listeners, a couple of basic tips of tree care, maybe pick your brain for two or three things that the customers should be doing. Sure, yeah. So Arbor Day, we're thinking about planting. Dig the right hole. Give it the best start it can. Dig a wide hole. Wider is better than deep. Don't go too deep. You know, at least twice the size of the root ball. Give it a good, well, you probably won't have to water it now with as much rain (laughs) as it is, but keep an eye on that. You know, if the rain stops and it's a newly planted tree, you do need to keep it watered. And as it grows, you know, um, proper pruning is, is really a benefit to the tree and um, feel like a lot of people just will, will look at um, trees as they old and maybe cut them down. But, but pruning throughout the tree's life can really help keep it healthy and a valuable asset to your property. So always think about pruning. And when you're doing so, you utilize a certified arborist to come out to your property and, and manage your trees. They're the best ones, the most knowledgeable who can help you manage uh, manage the assets on your property. An easy-to-find arborist, certified arborist throughout the state of Georgia, folks. GeorgiaArborist.org is a great start for you to uh, get someone out there, show you how to prune it or prune it for you, or give you updates on tree health, things you may be in doubt of. You know, in addition to the, to the eastern side of your house with the morning sun, you know, think about also that western side of the house or southern side of the house when the sun is setting. It's extremely hot, heating up the roof and are the windows. So another good spot to plant the large canopy trees 
to shade your home uh, with the leaves in the summer. But then also in the winter, they have a dual effect of when the leaves are off, the sun can pass through the trees and help warm the home in the winter. If you don't have room on those eastern or western sides of the house, uh, maybe on the northern or northwestern side of the house, you could do a windbreak. So these are great spots for evergreen trees to be planted. You know, a lot of people like to plant in the Leelands or Krypton areas. Yeah, and I, I usually think of just for privacy, but there's another That's benefit right. right there. That's right. In addition to that, it could be a windbreak. It's shown that, again, up to 20% savings in the winter with a proper windbreak to keep the wind off the windows and doors. Um, you know, a good good native hedge I think of that's a good evergreen screen was, would be magnolias. And a lot of people like to plant in the Leelands and cryptomerias, but a good native selection would be a good row of magnolias can really help with a northern windbreak. A lot of good ideas you can think about when you're looking to plant trees. Think strategically about where you put them on your property and, and plant the right tree in the right place, and it can help in more ways than one. Thank you so much, John Balcom of Georgia Power. And how can folks reach out to Georgia Power if they liked what they heard or had any further questions about what we discussed this morning? To find out more information on this, about our vegetation management activities and planting the right tree in the right place is georgiapower.com slash trees. We have arbors that we'd much rather work with you and plant the right tree in the right place uh, when we're planting the trees as opposed to having conflicts down the line. Thank you so much for your time. We're going to step out and check weather and traffic this morning. We'll be back on Green and Growing 95.5 WSB. It's Scott Slade. Did you know you can listen to Green and Growing with Ashley Frasca on Saturday mornings on your smart speaker? And me too, weekday mornings. Just tell your smart speaker, play 95.5 WSB, and we're on. 95.5 WSB, Atlanta's news and talk. Here's Ashley. Thank you, Scott. We're back on 95.5 WSB Green and Growing, getting ready to go into hour three of the show. And I'm really excited about this last hour of the show. Joe Burgess is in studio with me, regional specialist with the Georgia Forestry Commission. What that means for you, his 30 years of tree knowledge, probably more than 30 years of tree knowledge, certified arborist, of course. And I really want to differentiate for all of you the difference between getting an arborist out there in your property if you have concerns about tree health and just hiring a tree company. And you just kind of think, well, I just want to cut the tree down and not really taking the time to understand what's going on in your landscape. So, Justin, I'm going to put a limit on the calls for the 8 o'clock hour. Tree questions only, because this show gets so many of those anyways that this is going to be a great time to do that. So, Finley Roofing sponsors your weather update for the weekend. Want to clue you in on what to expect today and tomorrow. Right now, you're waking up to pretty cold temperatures, about 30, 31 degrees as you're driving out of the northern suburbs, maybe into downtown Atlanta. Mostly sunny today, though. Things will dry out a little bit. High of around 55, low around 32 tonight. And tomorrow, increasing cloudiness in the afternoon. Highs around the upper 50s. Lows only reaching into the low 40s. Green, green and growing. Ashley Frasca's top three things to do this weekend. Want to keep things want to keep things pretty basic for you in the landscape so just narrow it down to three things so you don't get overwhelmed and we know you're getting ready for spring you're itching to plant some flowers you're starting to look at things blooming and budding out a lot of greenery now it's a welcome sight isn't it now that we're approaching march so thing number one just tidy up the garden beds put a layer of mulch down pine bark nuggets two to three inches is the recommended layer for it to be effective for preventing weeds and acting as a blanket to protect roots and also just helping the soil retain moisture number two reduce the size of a butterfly bush always kind of want to give you an idea of something you could be pruning in the landscape that is great to do this weekend Take it back to at least half to encourage new growth in the summer. And since Joe Burgess is in studio with me, I asked him for number three. So number three, 
before a lot of these trees get the leaves on them, this is a good time to really go out there and look for dieback on the tree. So when branches just aren't producing leaves, right now you're going to start seeing the beginnings of buds. Cherry trees are already blooming. Someone told me their tulip tree is already starting to bloom, so I definitely need to go take a look at mine. Maple trees, you're going to see the beginnings of some of those leaves. So most trees should be, you know, you should be seeing the tree buds out right now. Go check your tree health. I think you may you know be able to, to get that done this weekend and joe i'm going to go ahead and bring you on a little early good morning thank you for coming in good morning happy to be here we have a lot to talk about and i'm i'm really excited about arbor day it's not something that i have participated in in years past but there's a lot you and i can get into as far as the history of arbor day i want to ask you about tree city usa and what that yes. program entails and i was telling you off the air i really pride myself with this show in getting back to basics okay joe and just assuming New homeowners, people new to Georgia, not all of us know a lot about gardening and about things like that. So I'm going to pick your brain, helping kind of being a consumer advocate for our listeners, how to properly hire a tree service. Yeah, that's a big question. That's a big that, that, that's a big problem many of us confront, and it's not always easy, easy. Right. So, I mean, you'll definitely be able to give people the knowledge to empower themselves to make the right decision there. And improper planting, it happens all too often. Trees just kind of thrown haphazardly in spots. And then we have listeners call for years, the Lawn and Garden Show, talking to Walter. Well, now it's busting up my sidewalk. The tree roots are busting up my driveway. Can I just cut those roots and the tree's going to be okay? Or likewise, we talked about trees just falling over. We've had a lot of wet weather and what is causing these trees to just lay down. Right. And and there there are structural issues that sometimes aren't evident to the, to the homeowners. So we can chat about that a bit. I I love that. So Joe Burgess from the Georgia Forestry Commission here. And if you want to follow along online, I recommend you do that. I've thrown out some great websites this morning. GeorgiaArborist.org, always a good one to know. That's where you're going to find a certified arborist. Have someone out to your property if you have any questions. And uh, Georgia Forestry Commission, their website, gfc.state.ga.us. Sound about right? It is, but you could also just go to gatrees.org and it'll get you the same place. That's way easier. Thank you, Joe. Certainly. That's why I brought you in. We're streamlining the process here on green and growing. So yeah, coming up in the 8 o'clock hour, your calls. We really want tree questions. We want to hear from you. 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK. And also the history of Arbor Day. Thanks to a caller, Al, that I spoke to a little while ago. He moved here from Nebraska City and he enlightened me in 1872. Arbor Day was began in Nebraska City. Joe, you knew that. Yep. Absolutely. I didn't know that. But thank you, Joe. Thank you, Al, for passing that along. All right, coming up on 757 here on 95.5 WSB, Ashley Frasca, Green and Growing. We'll be back. Stay tuned after news. For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs. Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.